This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking about preparing for HIPAA compliance audits with Adam Green, partner at the Washington law firm Davis Wright Tremaine. Adam formerly was a senior staff member at the HHS Office for Civil Rights, which will oversee the audit program. Thanks for joining us today, Adam. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Now, OCR has entered a $9.2 million contract with KPMG to launch a HIPAA compliance audit program as mandated under the High Tech Act. Federal officials estimate that up to 150 audits could be conducted by the end of 2012, which means the odds of getting audited are somewhat remote. How do you expect this auditing program might affect healthcare organizations' HIPAA compliance strategies? I think that's going to be up to the organizations themselves quite a bit. I think there are some organizations who will take the possibility of a HIPAA audit as a good opportunity to evaluate and update their HIPAA compliance programs. I think that some organizations may be willing to roll the dice and figure that 150 out of such a large number of covered entities out there that um, it's unlikely that they'll be selected. And as is the case when you roll the dice, I think there'll be some winners and there'll be some potential losers if they invoke that strategy. So, you know, 150 is a small number compared to the number of covered entities, but it won't be small to the unlucky few, 150, who actually are selected. Auditors will make on-site visits to interview senior executives at healthcare organizations. What can hospitals, clinics, insurers, and others expect during those on-site visits? Well, it's hard to say at this point, since the audit protocol is still under development, uh, but I would expect that they're going to first and foremost, respond to some of the documentation that they would have requested beforehand. So if there's any issues that are raised by the documentation, I would expect that's an area that the auditors will want to talk about. Um, They'll certainly want to talk about in general, I would expect the policies and procedures, um, how the program's working, whether it seems to be effective or not, staff training and what is being trained on and how the entity is ensuring that everyone is sufficiently trained. There may be questions about incidents, so either incidents that have been identified ahead of time in documentation or just a general question about um, what sort of incidents have occurred. So I would expect that those are going to be some of the main areas that they're going to be looking at. Auditors will ask for certain documentation in advance, as you just mentioned. So What kind of documentation would you suggest that organizations have ready to help prove their compliance? First and foremost, with respect to the security rule, they'll want to have both the underlying risk analysis and also a related risk management strategy. So they'll want to have clear documentation. They have looked at the risks that are specific to their organization and that they've managed those risks. And that documentation, especially the risk management should show how they've thought about different security issues. For example, if they're choosing not to do something um, or if they believe that a risk is sufficiently low, um, this really should be documented. Also, there will be need for policies and procedures, both on the security side, on the privacy side, and also on the breach notification side. So I would expect that they would look that they'd be expecting comprehensive policies and procedures. And another area that they may look at is employee training. So making sure that there is training in place, that it's good training, it's comprehensive training, 
and evidence that members of the workforce have been trained. So if you have a training module but have no way of demonstrating that people have actually been trained in it, it would be helpful to collect that documentation. So, for example, if an organization was not encrypting data stored on laptops, they'd want to have documentation as to why they came to that decision and what alternative measure they're using? Um, yes, and this would be a, a good opportunity to update that, that documentation. So, for example, if back in 2005 an organization looked at encryption of data at rest, considered that it was addressable, made a determination that based on the costs and other factors, it was not reasonable and appropriate. It's great if they have that documentation. However, a lot has changed since 2005, and so if you haven't updated that documentation, it would be good to reassess that because in the case of encryption, for example, technology has changed, costs have come down significantly, and so you want to make sure your documentation is up to date. So what are some of the other critical steps to take to prepare for a potential audit? So don't panic. I'm skeptical that it's possible for an organization to be audit-proof. And so if you try to scramble and get everything in order, you may fail. I think you know places to focus on would include policies and procedures, making sure that you have them, making sure they're up-to-date rather than just a binder that's been sitting on a shelf for five years or eight years, training, making sure the training is up-to-date, that it's comprehensive, especially as um, new issues have developed. So if you've had five incidents related to improper disposal of protected health information, but your training does not in any way touch on how protected health information should be disposed, that's something that I think could be a critical vulnerability and something that a covered entity should look at updating. Uh, sanctions, having a clear sanctions policy and applying it. A compliance program won't be very effective if people don't feel that there's consequences for violating it. And so that's something that in preparation for these audits, uh, making sure it's clear that there are repercussions with, with respect to the work staff if they violate the um, policies and procedures. So I think those are some of the key areas that I would initially focus on. The other thing is something as simple as just doing a walkthrough. You know, there are a lot of policies and procedures that look really good on paper, but in the realities of a complex and busy environment, they just don't work in practice really well. And that's not something that you're going to be able to find sitting in the office of the privacy officer. It's something that you have to go down to the staff, look around, see what's working and what's not. Um, that's going to be one of the most effective things because if you don't do it, the auditors will. And so you want to have a fresh set of eyes looking at this before they come. Okay. Any other final insights on what to do when you're notified that you've been selected for an audit? What, what happens when you get that notice in the mail? I think it's just, you know, once again, it's not an area to panic on, but it's an area to take very seriously. We don't know at this point whether these audits are going to lead to enforcement actions. Um, I know Sue McAndrew has indicated on your blog, Howard, that there is certainly the possibility that if large violations are found, then that they may lead to enforcement action. So it's a good opportunity to look for what potential large violations might be there and 
think about whether you're going to need outside help um, in dealing with this process because you don't want to take this lightly. Well, thanks very much. We've been talking today with Adam Green of Davis Wright Tremaine. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.